thieve people that uh, are not afraid of rain. That's quite something. All right, here we go. This is a difficult time because a lot of people get caught up in emotion doing the holidays. And it's a very difficult time because you have to be able to have the spirit of discerning. And we're going to talk about that briefly. You need to have the spirit of discerning. Now, the spirit of discerning is something you can pray for. And God will give you that spirit. Because most of the mistakes that we make in life is because we do it without the wisdom and the discerning of God through the Holy Ghost. Does that make sense? And so it's very important right now because, you know, people get real sentimental now all, all through the holidays. People who have never spoke to you before will speak to you until Christmas is gone. Uh, you, you all know how that is. Everybody gets lovey-dovey during the holidays. That's how it is. Folks open doors for people and, and the good morning, all right? And, and you wait to January, and you'll be opening that door yourself. That's just how that works, right? And people who break up and they broke up, they'll try to get back together because they're listening to all that Christmas music, you know, roasting by the fall, that kind of stuff, and, and then fall apart in February, right? No, this is true because they get caught up in the emotion. So what you have to do is learn to discern everything. Credit cards will be off the chain. Folks will buy things because they feel guilty and they think that they got to buy this and buy that, right? And so they put them on that 20, 17, 18, 15% interest on their credit cards. You know, I've never, and especially parents, parents buy stuff because they act like they, they owe the children something. I've never figured it, no, you owe me something. Oh, you, you know, so, but, but that, that's what get, happens to us. And the commercials are going, you see all these commercials, and everything's going, but you have to have the discerning to discern what you need and what you need not to do. That's right. All right? And, and even people invite people to their houses uh, for parties and these kind of things, and they invite the wrong people sometimes. And so, but the discerning spirit will tell you. And so we want to talk about that briefly. Discerning means? To see or understand the difference. So you need to see and understand the difference. That means you need to really take a good look at what you're looking at. You really need to be careful of what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. All right? Discern means to make distinction between good and evil. And, and here's where the problem is. When you say good and evil, people think evil is easy to discern. No, it's not. Sometimes evil can look, it, look good. And you all have been taught in this church, there's two things. There's a God thing and there's a good thing. And sometimes you do a good thing instead of a God thing, and that thing will turn around on you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you will say later on, I thought I was doing a good thing. And look how it turned out. Are you all with me? So you have to discern, am I going to, is this a God thing I'm getting ready to do? Do you make sense? All right? 
It means to make the distinction between truth and falsehood. And, and you have to make the decision, the decision between truth and falsehood. You remember when you were kids, she loves me, she loves me not, she loves me, she loves me not, when you're throwing those flowers up there like that. You don't want to go through life like that. Huh? You need to make sure that you know the difference between the truth and falsehood. And Satan is very, the Bible says he is through the most elite. Satan's job is to, he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so we're going to talk about it here in a minute. It'll make sense to you why pastor is really on this discerning. We'll go to the proverb. Turn to Proverbs chapter 4. I'm going to read verse 23 to 27 from the NIV. The first thing he says is, above all else, guard your heart. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah? The word says, above all else, guard what? Your heart. Because, see, Satan can get into your heart. Evil can get into your heart. And, and you not know it's there. Do you understand? And so you, we're, we're to guard our heart. Now, the Bible wouldn't have told us to, to guard our heart if uh, there wasn't going to, if there's not a reason, excuse me, if there wasn't a reason for us to guard our heart. And we're going to find out here in a minute why it's very important for you to guard your heart. You know, have you ever fell in love with the wrong person? Well. Have you ever gave a loan to the wrong person? Okay. Have you ever let people in your space that shouldn't have been there? All right, because you didn't guard your heart. Have, and people say, well, I had a broken, my heart is broken. Well, if your heart was broken, you put the broken person in there to break it. Come on. You see? Because everybody that smiles at you is not really for you. That's right. Does that make sense? And this is what we need to teach our young people. You got to guard your heart, okay? And guard means to secure against injury. You got to be careful because you can get your heart injured. And many of you are sitting in here know what I'm talking about. You have been bruised and wounded, and your heart has been broken. And you still live in it. You still live in that pain because you didn't guard your heart. Well, you may not have known to guard your heart. Does it make sense? All right. It also means to secure against loss or attacks. You got to secure your heart against what? Loss or loss attacks. Or attack. Because Satan is going to attack what? Your heart. Your heart. Because if he can get to your heart, he got you. You see, how many of you like sports in here? Amen. When you watch a game of any kind, it's football season now, when you watch a game of any kind, you can see when the other teams heart lost their heart. Once they lose their heart, they're done. You can see, and you can watch it, and we watched, some of us watched football yesterday. You can, I watched K-State yesterday, and I'm looking at them because I like that coach because he's older than me. And anybody older than me, I'm in their corner, all right? They're still doing something, right? And I watched them, and they were ahead of the game by 20 points or something like that, and just fell apart. And you could look at them. When the team started getting close to them, they lost their heart. And look at me. Look at my mouth and what I'm saying. And when you lose your heart, you'll fall apart. That's right. When you lose your heart, you'll fall apart. How many people in here, don't raise your hands, because you can be, have an addiction, and you can fight that addiction, and you can really be doing good, and then something can happen, and emotionally, and it can get to you, and it gets in your heart, and you fall apart, and you go right back to that very thing that imprisoned you. You know what I'm talking about? 
So you got to be careful. See, have you ever had someone that you said, I'm through with this person, and I'm through with this person, and you didn't guard your heart, and later on you let that person back in, and they've done the same thing that they've done before, and it broke your heart? That's, what, that's, what, that's why we have to guard our heart. Okay? To guard also means to protect, to defend. you got to protect your heart. You have to protect your heart and defend some of the things and keep, and keep it safe. Got to do that. All right? Here we go. And the Bible tells us to guard our heart because everything you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from your heart. Hate, love, compassion, envy, all comes from your heart. Do you understand? So we have to guard our heart. See, sometimes you have to guard your heart. Have you ever got in a conversation with somebody and, and, and you were talking, and they'll talk about this, and we were talking to that person, and you got caught up into what they got caught up into, and the next thing you were doing was gossiping about somebody? Because well. you didn't guard your heart. Does that make sense? We're told to keep our mouth free of perversity. See, we're told to keep our mouth free of that. But if you don't guard your heart, here it comes. And you wind up in a conversation about somebody, gossiping, saying things about somebody that you really didn't even know anything about. You got to be careful with that. Okay? The Bible tells us to keep corrupt talk far from our lips. And it tells us to keep corrupt talk far from because it comes out of your heart. You know, there used to be a saying years ago, I'm just taking my time because I can. used to be a saying years ago, a person that gets drunk is really telling more truth. They just had to get drunk to get to have the courage to say it. You all know that, right? Because they didn't have enough heart until that alcohol got in there. And then they would say something, and then they'd say, oh, you know, I was drinking. I didn't mean that. Come on. Oh, no, yes. I've heard that many, many times and seen it in action. Do you understand what I'm talking about? All right? It says, let your eyes look straight ahead. And and Jesus even told us, look, neither look to the left or the right. Didn't he tell us that? And then he told us, don't even look back. So this is where we're at, folks. Here we go. Fix your gaze directly before you. You need to watch out what you're looking at. See, you can look at things that will influence you, and those things get in your heart, and it influence you to do something you ain't got no business doing. Do you understand that? Y'all act like y'all don't understand me. I'm just going to be kind of, uh, do you know when I was a kid, you know, the TVs were black and white TVs. And, and everybody had heroes, you know. And, and in them days, there was no African-Americans on TV. So I was going to be Hopalong Casty. Yeah, he was my hero, you see. And so we would, yeah, we would make little wooden guns. And we would run around and we would shoot at each other with wooden guns. Is that right? And, and, and we used to have, and you want to get tall, we'd make stilts. And we'd get up on those things. Because we were playing, oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We'd see something that would influence us to do something. That's right. All right, since y'all don't get it, that's what pornography does. That's what R-rated movies do. Come on. So you, didn't, you should have talked, and I wouldn't have went here. See, all of this stuff, you got to be careful, because once it gets in your eyes, it gets in your heart, and you wind up doing something you thought you would never do. That's right. Do you understand? All right. Now, are we learning? We're not going to be long, you, you know. See, see, that's why some people didn't make it here uh, this morning. It was in their heart. There was going to be seven inches of snow out there. Right? 
but the weatherman told us it wouldn't be like that until after 11, right? And so this is why y'all here, because you all got good heart and you wanted to come to church and get your lesson, right? That's right. And, and so you had the heart to be here, you see, and God's going to protect you and get you home safe, right? <laughs> you see? All right, so here we go. The Bible says in verse 26, to give careful thought to the paths for your feet. Be careful where you're walking. Be careful how you're walking and be careful where you're stepping. Do you understand? All right. The Bible's trying to teach us. See, I've always said, if it's not going to teach me in my life, what am I reading it for? Well, I got to be very careful where I'm walking and what path I'm walking in. Okay. And then we're told to be steadfast in all our ways. Be steadfast in all our ways. Nothing worse than a wishy-washy person. You either or you ain't. All right. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Don't look here. Don't look here. Keep your foot from evil. That higher calling in Christ Jesus. All right, here we go. Now, this is the one that I really want you to get, okay? We're told in Proverbs 23, verse 7, that for as he thinketh in his heart, <laughs> so, is, so he. is he. And with people, I've seen preachers do it. And, and, and this is a very powerful scripture. So as a woman thinketh in her heart, so is she. So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. But here's, here's what he's talking about here. Go ahead. Eat and drink, saith he to thee. <coughs> he says, come over to my house and eat and drink. But his heart is not with thee. But his heart is not with thee. That's why you got to have discerning. There's some people. Here's what this means because you all ain't getting it. They'll invite you to their house, but they got something else planned for you. Come on. Right? We got your teenagers in here. You need to teach them that. Yeah, you have to teach, that's big. All right, come on over here. You see, y'all, we ain't, we're just going to hang around a little bit. We ain't going to do anything. You see, the next thing, you know, somebody is pulling out a joint. Come on. Right? Oh, yeah, I know about that. And so the next thing, you caught up in it. Come on. Right? Because somebody else done it. You see, I had my, fr I, the first time, let me, I'll tell you my story. I was 16, I think I was 16, maybe 15, 16 years old. And so we was all hanging out. And in Kansas, you could buy alcohol at 18 when I was a kid, you know. And so the older kids have it. And, you know, I knew better than drinking at 16. And uh, they had peppermint, peppermint snobs and slow gin. All right? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> All y'all done drunk peppermint snobs and slow gin in it. And so I'm drinking this down, brother Nathan, just drinking it, drinking it, because it tastes sweet. It tastes just like pop. I got sicker than a dog, and I was laying, I was in the car, in my daddy's car, because I didn't want to go in the house, because you can smell it from a mile away, right? And he did not have to do anything. He didn't have to say anything or do anything, because he knew by looking at me how sick I was, all right? I, I, I belched up peppermint snobs and slow gin for three days. All because, come on here now, all because I went to somebody's house, and once you got to somebody's house, uh, now you can't be no punk now. Come on here. Yeah, yeah. I can drink as much as anybody else up in here. Right? 
And that's what happens to me, okay? You understand what I'm talking about? If the Bible's not going to help you with your life, it's not going to help you with anything else. It, this is where it starts. It starts with, I'm going to have him to read that again. I'll just read it. You got to be careful, be able to discern, listen to me very careful. When somebody invites you someplace, you need to discern what's behind it. We got some young ladies in here. Young ladies, you need to be careful with this scripture here. You need to learn this scripture here. It's what, what is behind them saying, why don't you come over? My parents are gone. All right, do you understand that? Guess why I'm a, I'm a genius at this. Ask me why. I have a 55-year-old from this very reason. Young lady came over to my house. And we were moving, so we was in two houses. So I went to the other house that we was moving out of, you see? And that's how Alan Fields is here to this day. So I know what I'm talking about. And she, she knew I was a nice guy, good athlete, nice guy, talking sweet, came over to my house. See what I'm talking about? This is why the Bible tells us, be careful when somebody says something good to you. Sometimes when somebody says something good to you, you need to check it because you know you ain't all that. Come on here. Yeah, you need to say, no, I know he lying. Because I don't even look that good to me. Oh, she, no, she trying. No, I'm telling you. you, I, you hey, if you get this, everybody that's saying something good about you, um, there's a reason behind that. And some, sometimes you need to know what's in that person's heart when they invite you to the show, when they invite you to the house. You better know what's in, your, what's in their heart. Do you know and it can be a good friend? But they got something behind it. So we got that? Here we go. Am I doing all right? I was out yesterday working. Gwen. All right. We got a nurse in here? There's, she's coming. She's coming. Uh, only two men. The rest of you step back. Uh, Dave's got it. This, that, okay. She'll work. She'll take care of that. All right. Now the rest of you go in prayer. The, the nurse will take care of it. Good th- I'm glad you're here, hon. Yeah. Yeah, we're glad that. That's why we have nurses in here. Huh? All right, here we go. You with me? Get back with me now. All right. This is what I'm talking about, okay? Turn to Philippians chapter 4. And I'm going to read this story until he says to stop. And the voice says, For this reason, brothers and sisters, my joy and crown, whom I dearly love. All right. I cannot wait to see you again. I, want, I would want Paul to say this about Christ Temple North. All right. Continue to stand firm in the Lord and follow my instructions in this letter, beloved. And this is going to be good. And see, this is, this is good. Ask me why I like this one. Because we always think men are having issues. Here we go. He says, Weta and Sinchi, I urge you to put aside your differences. These two women were getting into it in the church. All right? He says, agree and work together in the Lord. And he's trying, he's telling them, hey, y'all got a good church over here at Christ Temple North, but there's a couple of women that's falling out with each other, and you need to talk to them and get them back into working with each other. He's talking to churches because most of these issues happen in churches. All right? Yes, Sigus, loyal friend. Mm-hmm. I enlist you to please help these women. And he's saying, he's saying to somebody, don't, don't fuss at them, help them. 
Okay. They, along with Brother Clements mm -hmm. and many others, have worked by my side to spread the good news of the gospel. And this is what I wanted to talk about today. I would like to see Christ Temple North grow. Ask me why. Because there are people who need this ministry. But the reason they don't come to this church is because the people in the pews are not preaching the gospel. Well, all right. You all need to take it up on your own to start looking for some people to bring to church. You see, most of you are quit dating these guys that won't come, or women. Boy, I didn't get nothing out of that. Truth anyhow, Pastor. All right. It says they have their names recorded in the book of life. Now, they're saved, but they got some issues going on. All right? Most of all, friends, always rejoice in the Lord. I never tire of saying it. Rejoice. And this is, this is what we want to do. I'm taking it slow because I want you to rejoice. In the Lord, this, my voice is kind of, you know, my voice is like this because Sister Gwen and I were out there putting up stuff. You know, and how I clean stuff up and all this, you know. But I rejoice that we have a house with a door that you can hang something on. That's right. Amen to that? Amen. All right, so we, we can rejoice in the Lord. There should be more joy in these households. That's right. We should be doing more rejoicing, I'm telling you. We, there ought to be a whole lot more of this in Christians' lives, all right? Amen. He says, keep your gentle nature. And this is what I want to talk about. Keep your what? Gentle, gentle nature. nature. We need to be more gentle in these households. We need to be more gentle with, these, with the people around us. Be gentle with people. Okay? So that all people will know what it looks like to walk in his footsteps. Some people don't know how Jesus walked unless they look at us. So we're supposed to act like Christ. So people can walk like we walk because we're walking like Christ. That's right. Do you understand? So we're going to do this in Christ Temple North to fill this church up, all right? The Lord is ever present with us. And they let the Lord be of presence with us. Do you all know that there's people watching you in here? All right? So don't be anxious about things. Don't get anxious about things. Instead, pray. Pray about it. Is this right for me? Is he right for me? Is she right for me? Should I buy this house? Should I downsize? Come on. Should I invest here? Pray about everything. All right? Exactly. Pray about everything. Okay. But pray about everything, all right? He longs to hear your request. God wants to hear your request. So talk to God about your needs and be thankful for what has come. Talk to God about your needs and be thankful for what is going on. God ain't going to do nothing for you or to you that he's not going to bless you through. Come on. Say that again. He's going to bless you through it. The most blessings I ever got is when there was something that I didn't want to deal with. And at the end of the road, a blessing came. All right? And know that the peace of God, a peace that is beyond any and all of our human understanding. And the peace of God will be with you. Here's what I want to do. Am I y'all's pastor? I want everybody in every household to start praying for the peace of God to rule their house. Amen. Can we do that? Amen. All right. The Bible says that this peace will stand watch over your hearts and minds in Jesus. See, that, that, this will stand and watch over you. When, if you got this in the families, husbands and wives won't have no issues. Children won't have any issues because you want to have the peace of God in your home. Quit being afraid of that. I pray for the peace of God every day in our household. Amen. You see? Because I want that peace. 
I want, I want to be able to live with peace. All right? Fine. Turn the TV off. They're going to do what they're going to do. Turn it off and have peace. All right? Finally, brothers and sisters, fill your minds with beauty and truth. Fill your mind with beauty and truth. You, some of you all are sitting with some people in here, right? Just look at them and say, I see the beauty in you. I see the beauty, I see the beauty in you. I see your beauty. You want to hear something good or something sad, sad first? Some people have never even been told that ever. That's right. But that's okay. They can come to church and hear it. <laughs> All right. The Bible says to meditate on whatever is honorable. And it tells me to meditate on whatever is honorable. Whatever is right. Whatever is honorable. Is it honorable how you're talking to your wife? Is it honorable how you're talking to your husband? Well. Is it honorable how you're talking to your children? Is it honorable how you're talking to your mother? Is it honorable how you're talking to your father? All right. Meditate on whatever is right. Meditate on whatever is right. Whatever is pure. Whatever is pure. Whatever is lovely. Whatever is lovely. Whatever is good. Whatever is good. Whatever is virtuous and praiseworthy. That's what I meditate on. This is what you meditate on. Y'all love me? Here's what. Tonight or tomorrow, this week, will you go through this eight and sit down as a family and read it and pray for it and let this be your household? Can you do that? Don't lie now. You got to do that, all right? Here we go. We'll end this and you can get out of here. It says, keep to the script. Keep to the Bible. Whatever you learned and received and heard and saw in me. Paul said, whatever you heard and see and saw in his writings. Do it. Do it. And the God of peace will walk with you. And he said, the God of peace will walk with you. Amen. Come on, give, give him a hand clap. Sir. Grab, grab the hands of the people next to you. Yeah, step over. Step over. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we come as many. We denounce Satan and all his activity. He's tried to tear up homes. He's tried, he wants divorces. He wants sickness. He wants death. He's a liar. We pray together as this church for us to meditate on the beauty things in life and in each other, to do the honorable things, to do whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, whatever is virtuous and praiseworthy in our homes. We want to be able to love one another, respect one another, and have integrity for one another. They're here for a reason today. And the reason is this message. Some missed it because Satan didn't want them here. But these that are here bless their homes with that peace above all understanding. Move out any anxiety, any stress out of these relationships, and let there be peace. Let there be love like never before. Let us be committed to be able to preach the gospel and talk to others and draw them with the Holy Spirit into a place that we love called Christ Temple North because we love this family. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen.